it keeps parents in this same vicious cycle where they're really not seeing the changes that they want to see. And then they get frustrated thinking that gentle parenting is the problem when in reality, it's that you have to change so much of your mindsets around a child's behavior, around your triggers. Like you have to recognize, okay, why am I so triggered by this right now? Where does this come from? I'm Rachel and I'm Marcela and you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Marcella. I am so excited to be back for another month. And I really am excited to talk about today's topic. I think that these are things that a lot of parents, gentle parents, don't know that they're doing or don't understand why these might be the obstacles. And so I'm excited to jump into this. This episode is going to be the three biggest mistakes that gentle parents make. <laughs> it's not about the people who are criticizing gentle parenting. It's about the people who are already doing gentle parenting. There are three things that are mistakes. Now, does it make you a bad parent? No. Matter of fact, I think I've fallen in, in all those three. <laughs> so yep. it is easy to fall into those mistakes. And our job as parenting coaches is to bring to light your blind spots so you can unveil them, see them, and then move forward. And yeah. that's what this episode is for. Yeah, absolutely. We don't ever want anybody to feel judged, but as parenting educators, that's our role is to bring these things into the light so that you can grow and change. So we're excited to jump in. Okay, Rachel. So what is mistake number one that you've seen? The first and probably the most common mistake that I see gentle parents make is that they are getting all of their parenting education from social media. TikToks, Reels, maybe even YouTube, and even podcasts, which podcasts are a wonderful resource. But if that's the only thing that you are getting your parenting education from, you aren't going to see the changes that other gentle parents or parents that are investing into resources are going to see. And I can speak to this from a personal standpoint because I was that girl that you know, I started off knowing, okay, I, I want to change my parenting from the way I was raised. I knew that, but I didn't know how to do it differently. So I first started hearing about gentle parenting from TikTok, like early 2020. And I remember hearing things like children don't need to be told what not to do. They need to be told what to do. And that was a light bulb for me. And I was thinking, oh, wow, I've never heard that before. And I came across creators like you, and there were just these little light bulbs that would come on and I would implement and I would see changes. And then I started reading books and I did see changes with those books that kept me going. They were enough to fuel me and encourage me to keep taking strides toward becoming the mom that I wanted to be, but nothing changed my parenting or me as a parent 
like Parenting with Understanding, which is Marcella's course for those that don't know. I came across that course, took the course, and I haven't needed anything else past that point because I got what I needed. It's important to understand that you're going to see small wins whenever you get your education from social media, but the deep dive transformations that you're wanting are not going to be found there. What I see is, especially related to parenting with understanding, which is parenting our children from the understanding of their emotional, psychological, and developmental needs, is that when parents see uh, TikToks with maybe a strategy to to, to deal with a tantrum, to stop a tantrum or whatnot, and then they go to apply on their kids, and then the, the tip doesn't work, then what I've seen uh, on common replies and things like that in social media is that they, they blame the tip. But what I see is that that very tip that could be great might not have been the one that was the needed one to meet that particular child's emotional, psychological, and developmental needs, right? Yeah. I have twins. They were born the same day. They're one minute apart and they, they're yet so different. They calm down differently. They need different things in order to feel safe and calm. They need me to talk to them differently too in order for them to be cooperative and they're twins. So I can hear the thoughts of our listeners as as they're listening to you speak and me speak about getting the transformation in courses and things like that. And they're thinking, okay, so are you saying that I'm not going to get a big transformation unless I, you know, invest in these big courses? No, that's not at all what we're saying. In fact, when you go look at the resources we have, one of them is a cycle breaker starter kit that I developed that is a free resource, completely free. And how it differs from what you get on social media is that it allows me to kind of come alongside you and walk you through a process of A, B, C, and D for free. And it gets you kind of like thinking, for example, the first step is to evaluate your history. And I walk you through a series of questions to kind of evaluate your upbringing and where some of these mindsets that you're dealing with are stemming from. And then we talk about understanding and connecting with your children. And I walk you through a series of questions there as well. I talk about triggers and then we talk about shifting your disciplinary plan. And again, it's more of an opportunity for me to come alongside you in your parenting. And that's what these resources are for. You're going to see everything from free to um, low, what I would call a low buy-in where it's maybe 30 something dollars. And then um, there are, we have a full course. That's a full parenting education program that is designed to be the deep dive, right? But if you're not in a place where you can invest in something like that, we still have something for you. Yeah, for example, in social media, I'm thinking about the things that happen to me that may be relevant for you. So, for example, if I just finished with uh, a certain behavior or a tantrum or a transition, I'm like, oh, cool, this is something that I want to talk about in social media. So that's how I handle my social media is more like sharing my process with you. But when it comes to to the step-by-step, go from one to five, 
that those are not given in social media, but uh, in our parenting education platform, HIC is a parenting education platform that has free resources like the Cycle Breaker Starter Kit, digital guides, eBooks, workshops, and the Parenting with Understanding program, the Parenting Teens and Twins program, which is our newest course for parents of twins and teens. So let's go back to the free resources. How do you get the Cycle Breaker Starter Kit? Easy, just open the description of this episode and then you can download it for free or go to Rachel's bio, the Considered Mama at Instagram or TikTok, and then you can download it there as well. So number two is changing the tone, but not the mindset or the intent. Example, I saw a TikTok that the caption said, this is gentle parenting. And what I saw was a mom using traditional parenting language with a softer tone. Yeah. So it looked more instead of like, stop it right now and stop fighting. She said it. Can you please stop fighting right now? It, it was the same exact words, but with a different tone. And she said that was gentle parenting, which I mean, she had good intention. She's still a good mom, but that's not gentle parenting. Yeah. Did you see the most, there was a, a recent video from a woman, there were a couple of gentle parenting creators that stitched the video, but she was saying, okay, I want to know what gentle parents would do in these scenarios. And it's like flour all over the kitchen, you know, and the kids are covered in flour. And then like the bat they're in the bathtub and the soap suds are like up to their noses and that you can't even see anything, but their little eyes. And she's like, what would you do? Just say, Oh, that's really sweet. You like, uh Oh, we made a mess. Mommy will clean it up. You know? And she was, it was like, very clear that she didn't understand what gentle parenting actually was. And I think that that's the case for a lot of people that aren't doing gentle parenting, but people who are doing gentle parenting, this is, this seems to be the starting place where they will change their tone, but they're using the same language that is still very authoritarian. If you want to get super like scientific language with it, you know, it's still very control based or even like manipulation based. Like I'm trying to get you to do something that I want you to do. So I'm going to try to put it in a prettier package and attach a little bow to it and say, pretty, please. Will you, will you stop jumping on the couch? Pretty, please, pretty, pretty, please, you know, or um, oh no, we don't hit. We need to use gentle hands. That's, that's a very common phrase among gentle parents. And what I see is that it's still the same. It keeps parents in this same vicious cycle where they're really not seeing the changes that they want to see. And then they get frustrated thinking that gentle parenting is the problem. When in reality, it's that you have to change so much of your mindsets around a child's behavior, around your triggers, like you have to recognize, okay, why am I so triggered by this right now? Where does this come from? You know, there's really a lot of inner work that goes on in becoming a gentle parent, specifically if you were raised with a totally different parenting style. Yes. What about this one? It's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to hit. Yeah. Now, the cycle breaker listening to us might be saying like, are you suggesting that 
we just let them hit? No, I'm not saying that. We're talking about intent. We're talking about mindset, right? So when you say, ah, it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to hit. What is your intent? Are you, is your intent to dig deeper, look beyond the behavior and see what the real cause of the hitting is, or just trying to get your child to stop hitting using gentle parenting language? Yeah. Something that I now try to do on a regular basis that I think would be a really powerful tool for our listeners is that every time I want to move into correcting a behavior, which I should, I'm the parent. And that is my role is to help my child learn how to communicate through behavior in healthier ways, right? Anytime I want to do that, I always try to put myself in the position of the child mentally and think, how would I like it in, in my life right now? If my husband came in and said, Hey, it's okay to be hungry, but it's not not okay to get hangry sass and to sass me and your children around. Mm -hmm. You know, if my husband talked to me that way, I would, I would buck up and be defensive and it would not help at all. But if he moved more into a posture of understanding and really sought, sought out the why behind how I was acting and said, Hey, okay, you're seeming, it seems like you're a little bit stressed right now. Do you want to take a minute and I'll, I'll get dinner for Peyton and, you know, whatever, if he were more helpful and understanding that would change everything. I would soften, you know, not that it's his responsibility, but that when we're in these like little frustrated fits as grown adults with fully developed brains when we should have the full ability to control our impulses and emotions, we still sometimes don't. So how much harder is it for our children who don't have that full ability yet? They are, they're developing the the skills to control their emotions and to control their impulses. So if we meet them with understanding, how much more would it help them than to try to set that boundary and that limit right there in the moment and say, Oh, it's okay. I see that you're angry. It's okay to feel angry. It's not okay to hit. And we just leave it there, right? Like that doesn't actually seek the why behind their behavior or meet them with understanding. Mm. Talking about putting ourselves in our children's shoes. I wonder if there is a mental roadblock when it comes to us actually doing that and feeling that our children in a way, might not be deserving of the same level of respect. And I said from a video that I posted this weekend that had a lot of backlash. It was crazy backlash. I don't know if you saw it, but it was a video where I said that my son was practicing his piano. You know, he was practicing his... I did did see it, the blender. Yes, so my son was practicing his piano and then I wasn't aware that he was doing it. I, I mean, I heard them, but I wasn't really fully aware of like, oh, he's practicing. I just went to the kitchen and I turned on the blender. And as soon as I did, he looked at me. He didn't give me the look or the sass. No, it was just a look, kind of like, mom, I'm playing. And then I looked at him and then I realized that, yes, I mean, let's put ourselves in our position, let's just say 
your father, he's a piano player and then he's practicing his piano and then you come and turn the blender on and then he looks at you and then you keep just having the blender on because he needs to learn to go with the flow of the environment. That was what a lot of comments. He needs to learn to go with the flow of the environment because my blender needs are more important than him, than, than his piano needs. <laughs> uh, that, that was another comment that I got. Another comment that I got was um, that he's controlling me, right? <laughs> and so many comments that just let me know that people still don't see that children re need respect because they're humans, mm -hmm. not independently if they're kids or not. Let's go back to the scenario. My dad, which is he's a professional musician. If he's practicing and then I turn the blender on and he kind of looks at me, not with the sass, but with like, oh, Marcel, I'm practicing. What would be the natural thing for me to do? To say, oh, I'm sorry. Like I can make my smoothie after you're done, right? Or I could take the blender somewhere else and make my smoothie in, in the garage or whatever. Right. Right? But because he's a kid, I got so much backlash. Yeah. So much. And that's so sad. I mean, I, I think about, I actually replying to a comment that's very similar. This parent was saying that it's absolutely absurd to say that a child has equal rights and deserves equal respect. Whoa. And I just, I like that. It really, truly breaks my heart. And I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily the stance of most gentle parents, but I do think in scenarios like that, they're thinking, well, my kid can wait. I'm just going to have the blender on. I think even most gentle parents, because the majority of those people commenting were probably followers. But mm -hmm. if you let's say like, take the music out of it. If you're just in the middle of like one of your favorite TV shows and your husband comes in and turns on a drill and starts like putting up pictures in the living room or whatever. And you're thinking like, I, I'm in the middle of something right now. Can that not wait? You know, like what I see in that scenario is that you saw his need and you thought, okay, I am willing in this scenario to, to let my need go to the wayside temporarily so that he can finish practicing. And if I really need to run that blender and I need my smoothie right then and there, I can move the blender a lot easier than you can move a piano you know? So right. like, yes. I mean, I think that it's so important for us to, to put ourselves in the shoes of our children. And what I also think it's important for our listeners to realize is that when we do model that kind of respect to them, that is discipline. That is teaching. I think what parents are afraid of is that that child will be like, oh, good. Now every adult should cater to my needs and my desires. Like they're just, everyone should just do like it, what I want or what I'm doing matters most. That's not what he's learning. No, in that. If anything, it makes him more compassionate. Yeah. And you know what? I saw it the same day I saw that compassion among the twins. So he was done with his piano. And then there was something like later in that day that the, the old, my other son was doing. And then this, my son, the one who was in the piano, it took that respect and that, that like gave the, his brother the space and respected his activity because he already got it from me. And another yeah. thing is, what is he going to do 
when he's in the world where adults are not going to be respecting his space or he's just going to expect that his wife stops her needs for for just a look he looks at her and then she would just like roll the red carpet on him i don't know what they did but they, they were saying all those things gentle parents right that was another thing that kind of i got upset but maybe it's just my own thinking of like oh man like it's like we shouldn't respect our kids the same way we should respect adults like to kids it's okay like I, we understand we should respect our kids but that's too much respect yeah it just it doesn't really make logical sense when you when you sit down and you actually think about it can you ever show your husband too much respect no no can your husband ever show you too much respect or honor or understanding you can't get enough love understanding honor and respect And the more of it we get, the more of it we give. And that's what it's so important for parents, gentle parents specifically. This is why that's, that's one of the top three mistakes is that so often we are afraid to model that level of respect because we're, we've been taught those old mindsets tell us, oh, children are manipulative. Children will walk all over you. If you coddle a child, if you baby a child, if you, you know, all, if you do all of these things, if you show them that level of respect, they're going to think that they can walk all over the entire world. And then they're going to be mad whenever people don't cater to them and their wife doesn't roll out the red carpet. Respect modeled is the best way to teach a child how to show respect. And you said it, you said it perfectly. That very same day, he saw the same scenario with his brother from an empathetic standpoint. And he actually showed the same honor and understanding he had been given from his mom to his brother. Yeah. That that's an advance. He's going to do it with his wife. He's going to do it with other people. Yeah. Um, so the concern of other adults are not going to just stop their, their activities for to cater to their needs. So how are they going to do that? Well, they already have their fair share of unsupportive adults here among our own relatives and in their school and in their jujitsu class. So you don't have to become one of those adults as well. <laughs> yeah. For them to learn how to deal with them, yeah. right? <laughs> They're already encountering those adults. Mm-hmm. And you are their safe space to help them navigate those adults. But if you're one of those adults, they would not even feel comfortable to come to you and tell you what's going on yeah and the third one is the discipline portion yeah this is a this is a biggie for sure I see a lot of gentle parents connecting emotionally but not following through and not actually disciplining their child and I think it's important that we clarify what discipline is and what it isn't. Do you want to clarify that for our listeners? Okay. The most important, or I would say the biggest factor is what you're focused on. Are you focusing on the past or you're focusing on the future? So focusing on the past should look like, may look like you did this, then you're going to have this this consequence, quote unquote, um, which is a punishment. So if you are making a child or 
having the child feel some kind of shame or suffer for something that he did in the past, that's punishment. Discipline looks at what happened, at the behavior, and plans ahead for the child to have better success in the future. So yeah. we never say, because you did this, then this is, going to, this is going to happen to you. We say, okay, you did this. What can we do to help you make better choices in the future? Yes. So discipline focuses on the future behavior. Punishment focuses on the past behavior. Mm. And if you are a parent or not a parent, a person, an adult who focuses too much on your past things and your past failures, or even if they're not a failure, but if you're an overthinker, if you're always think about like, I should have said that differently. I should have came up better to that person. I should have done this. I should have done that. That's an effect of punishment in your life because punishment keeps you in the past. Yeah. It doesn't allow you to move forward. It keeps you stuck in the shame mm-hmm. of your past failure or your past mistake, or even if it's not a mistake on, on what you did in the past or what happened to you in the past. Yeah. Future discipline doesn't do that because we don't get hang up on the, on the past. We look forward to the future. What I'm actually sitting here thinking is that I, this is something that I commonly see in gentle parenting discipline is that gentle parents will have removed punishments. So maybe they've removed that. If you don't do this, I'm going to give you this, like, this is going to be your punishment, but I still see them regularly using, well, if you'll do this, I'll do this, the bribes and the rewards. And that is the same it's the same coin, different side. So Mm -hmm. punishments and rewards are the exact same coin, just two different sides. And neither one of them builds something called intrinsic motivation, which is where a child is internally motivated to do what is right simply because it's right. That's called morality, right? For centuries, I would say we have had the, the type of parenting that we have seen has traditionally built obedience and compliance over morality. And so children are taught like, oh, well, you can, as long as you act like you respect someone and you show this external respect for them, it doesn't matter what your heart feels. It's okay if your heart disrespects them. Like, it's okay if you, if you don't honor them really inside, as long as you just act like you do, then it's okay. I'm not interested in that as a parent. I am not interested in building that with my daughter. I want us to have a relationship that like where a core value is mutual respect in our home, which means I have to show her the same respect that I expect from her. And I do still expect to see respectful behavior, but I am not expecting to receive it without giving it. And I think that that is often what you see in parenting is uh, like, it goes back to the whole mindset of you're not my equal. I don't have to show you the same level of respect. You're a child. I'm an adult. You know, you respect your elders, yada, 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 yada. If that is the mindset, that child is going to grow up to think because of what they've seen modeled by the parent, they're going to grow up to think, oh, okay. So I just have to act respectful. I don't actually have to be respect. I don't have to, to respect you in my heart. 
So if you've been listening to this episode and you're thinking, oh goodness, I think I'm making a lot of these mistakes. How do I break out of this? I want to encourage you again, if you haven't already to go get your free cycle breaker starter kit. Again, you can open the description of this video below, and there's going to be a link there. You can get direct access to it. Or if it's easier for you to go to our social channels, you can go to mine at the considerate mama, both on TikTok and Instagram, and it is linked there as well. So that's going to be a great tool to get you started on this journey to overcoming these three mistakes as a gentle parent. Okay. So to download the Cycle Breaker Starter Kit and start transforming your parenting, open the episode of this podcast. If you are an HIC Cycle Breaker, meaning if you have any of HIC parenting products, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group. You can find us in the description of this podcast or look for us HIC Cycle Breakers on Facebook. Please leave us a review of this podcast episode. Don't forget to follow us at Time with Love and the Considered Mama, and I'll see you next week. And remember, it only takes understanding to break your cycle. <laughs>